or into the playoffs. Third down and three. Jackson has all day. Looking deep for Hollywood Brown again. He's got it. Brown off to the races. And he stays on his feet. Touchdown. 83 yards. Takes a swing out and goes deep. Caught inside the five and into the end zone. Goes the tight end, Mark Andrews. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Mob Town Blitz Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Barkley, and you can follow me on Twitter at A Barkley, A Y E E B A R K L E Y. Kyle is recovering from his cancer treatments, and Eric has just taken a leave for a little while. So just keep those two in your thoughts and prayers, and I'm just going to take over the show solo dolo for a while. As always, I'm proud to do this podcast for one of the top sports websites in the district, dmvsportsnetwork.com. They can be followed on Twitter and Instagram at dmv underscore sn. They have some great daily content up there on all things DC and Baltimore sports, in addition to college sports, and a lot more to, and a lot more to offer. So after you listen to this podcast, go ahead and check it out. In addition, please be sure to subscribe to our show wherever podcasts are available, and that includes Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, and Spotify. And without further ado, let's get right into it. Alright, so sorry I was away for a couple weeks. I was trying to figure this whole thing out, how I was going to record, and just a bunch of technical issues. So what I'm going to do is we're going to do a double episode. So I'm going to go through week one and week two. And the way we're going to go about it is just talk about the Ravens' performance in week one and week two. Also, the state of the AFC North in week one and week two. And I'm introducing a brand new segment called You Should Have Stayed in a Locker Room. And I'll get to that when it gets to that point. Alright, so week one, Ravens absolutely dominated 59 to 10 over the Miami Dolphins. Miami just really isn't that good of a team. It looks like they're just tanking to try to either get Tua, Justin Herbert, or Jake Fromm. I don't know which way they're going to go if they do get that number one overall pick, but it just looks like that's what they're trying to do. Ravens absolutely dominated. Lamar threw for over 300 yards and five touchdowns. Mark Ingram had over 100 yards running and two touchdowns. And week one was the show out for Marquise Hollywood Brown. He had four catches, over 100 yards, and two touchdowns. Ravens absolutely throttled. In week one, we saw the Steelers get absolutely dominated by the New England Patriots. I think it was 33-3. The Browns, the team that's supposed to win the AFC North, supposed to win the Super Bowl, supposed to do all these great things with Baker, Odell, LeVar, I mean, uh, <laughs> Uh, Jarvis Landry, all those, all those guys, Nick Chubb, and then when they get Kareem Hunt back, they're supposed to just dominate the AFC North. They got throttled, 43-13 or something like that. And the Bengals lost a close one to the Seahawks week one. They lost 21-20. That's the little recap. All right, now going to week two. Ravens take care of business. They win 23-17 off of a 272-yard passing game from Lamar and two passing touchdowns. Lamar also had over 120 yards running. He just looked absolutely dominant out there. If the Cardinals are going to take away the pass, then we're going to run. And if the Cardinals are going to take away the run, then I'm going to throw the ball. Absolutely lights out performance. Steelers lost a 
again to they lost to the Seahawks 28-26. Big Ben got hurt. He was out. He's out for the season with an elbow injury. You never want to see things like that. Just tough to see. And you know, hopefully he'll come back next season. You want to compete with the best against the best. Bengals got throttled by the 49ers 41-17. I I mean I'm I don't know what to say about that. That's just oof. And then the Browns won 23-3 over the depleted New York Jets. And we'll get to all the stuff in a little bit. But let's focus more on the Ravens and Cardinals game. Uh, like I said, it looked like the, whatever the Cardinals tried to do, the Ravens had an answer for it. All right. We're going to load the box. We're going to try to stop the run. Lamar was going to throw the ball. He threw uh, 24 for 37, 272 yards, two passing touchdowns. Lamar has yet to turn the ball over this season. No fumbles, no picks, although there were a couple of passes that could have been picked off, but uh, whatever. 16, he had 16 carries for 120 yards. What else? Uh, Mark Ingram had 13 carries for 47 yards. So not, not a good day for Mark Ingram, week two, but we'll see. Hopefully he gets better against Kansas City. Going into the, the Cardinals game, again, just the offense. Like, uh, the, the thing I saw week one was it didn't look like they called that many different plays. They're going to run like a power up the middle, maybe a stretch run, a little RPO action. I don't really think that they unleashed the play. I still don't think they unleashed the playbook in week two. I figured week one, all right, you know, whatever they give us, we'll, we'll take and then we'll see where we go from there. But it didn't really look like. They, they did a whole lot of different play calling for week one. Now, week two, it was a lot more diversified. Like I said, in week one, Lamar ran only three times. Week two, Lamar ran 16 times. I think you're going to see more of week two Lamar than you're going to see week one Lamar. A little bit more running, hopefully less. I like to see him carry maybe nine to ten times a game if he's going to run just to keep him safe. But the thing that I noticed is that he – Ran out of bounds a lot. A lot of running out of bounds. I don't think he got hit that much. And he found the sideline. If he was going to take off on a run, okay, I'm going to take off, get to the sideline as soon as I can. Take off, get down. He minimized getting a big hit. He got sacked a couple times, but the hits weren't as hard as you you know as you would expect them to be. So good job, Lamar. Way to get down. Way to stay safe. I think that has a lot to do with RG3 being in that quarterback room saying, hey, look, you know, this organization is partially responsible for me not being able to start in the league. Hello, United, like blew out my leg and I just haven't been the same ever since. I don't want to see you get hurt doing the thing that really makes you you. You know, yes, you are an amazing quarterback. Yes, you can throw. And yes, he can throw. I think we demolished that statement uh, after week two. He can throw. And But the thing that makes him so unique and so dynamic is that he can run. Now, we've seen people like Warren Moon and Michael Vick being able to run, but no one is as fast as him, except maybe the guy that was across the field from him. Kyle Mary was actually one like pretty fast guy, and dude has an arm. I don't really check for Big 12 games. I didn't really watch him that much at Oklahoma, but I I was impressed from what I saw from Kyle Mary. I the, the cannon, he threw for over 300 yards. He didn't really run that much, but the first run that he had, I don't know if it was Pernell McPhee or someone on the outside broke containment and they had him dead the right, and he just did a little juke move and ran off to the outside. Someone crashed in a little bit too hard. You would like to see him stay at home a little bit more with the mobile quarterback, and you would think with 
your own quarterback one being a mobile quarterback that you would have the the wherewithal to stay within where you would want to make the tackle. But I guess it was just a heated moment in the game, and I thought whoever was rushing the quarterback it was the first run that Kyler had. I can't, I don't know who rushed him. Who was it? I, I want to say it was Pernell McPhee's side. So we're just gonna say it was Pernell McPhee. Whoever rushed him, like I said, they had him dead to rights, and then they just lost them. Offensively, that first drive was just absolutely amazing. You start off, they were pinned back in their own end zone, almost in their own end zone. And everyone for sure thought that they were going to throw the ball. I mean, they were going to run the ball. And I thought it was going to be like a little power run to Mark Ingram up the middle just to see what you can get. If you can get like two or three yards and then throw. They came out the gates. All right, nah, man, we got this. Look at the Mark Andrews over the middle. First down. And that let me know that uh, John Harbaugh has all the confidence in Lamar throwing the football and he is a quarterback and I think that the organization absolutely believes in him being a quarterback who just so happens to be able to run the ball really well I think that's what they look at Lamar at. Lamar is a quarterback a slim quarterback not like the, the the quarterbacks of the Big Bens and the Cam Newtons you don't really see those guys anymore but what what you see is a, a slim quarterback who just so happens to be able to run the football and run it very well the couple things that really stood out to me were defensively everyone just lauded this defensive unit we got the best defensive back we're so deep we're, oh man, like we could lose a couple of guys and we'll still be just as fine. That is absolutely false. What I saw was several blown coverages and yes, they only scored one touchdown. There was one touchdown that was on a running back draw. David Johnson got in the end zone. They kept Kyler from throwing a passing touchdown. They didn't really hold Larry Fitzgerald in check. They let him get the yards, but they didn't let him in the end zone. So kudos to the Ravens defense for only giving up one touchdown, but y'all got to do something with this pass coverage. I don't know if it was just we let our guard down for a week or maybe the defensive backs that we have aren't as good as we thought we were for uh, backup purposes. Now, there have been a couple of DBs that were throwing out that they wanted to get traded. Minka Fitzpatrick wanted to get traded and he got his wish. He got out of Miami. I guess he got tired of getting blown out back to back. And he now goes to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Miami gets a first round pick. So with the probably number one overall pick that they'll uh, they'll they'll acquire from just absolutely sucking they'll get that and then they'll get whatever pittsburgh winds up finishing which probably won't be that far behind them they might wind up being maybe 13 to 15 just they they just don't look well at all but i'll get to that in a little later going back to this ravens passing it it was one person that really stuck stood out to me that I just see as someone, who, and if the coordinators, if I can see it, I'm pretty sure that the coordinators can see it, and the quarterbacks can see it. Anthony Averett, and it sucks because you know, his name's Anthony too, but one of those Nick Saban guys, he's an Alabama man, and Alabama players, they're, they're just so, so, so good. Anthony Averett got absolutely exposed 
in this game. And it wasn't the first time when Jimmy Smith got hurt in week one. You saw the passing lanes open up a little bit. You saw that there was a little bit more deep passes. Before Jimmy Smith got hurt, they were locking down everything. And it seems that once Anthony Averett stepped onto the field, wide receivers just had a field day with them. They got to do something about that. He has to either step up or they need to find someone that can cover. Now, they also have Cyrus Jones, who's also an Alabama guy, but Cyrus Jones is more of a, a kick returner than a DB. I didn't really even see him play that much DB when he was at Alabama. And I, I don't know, just either hopefully Anthony Averett, and he wasn't drafted in the first round like the other guy I'm about to mention, but hopefully Anthony Averett isn't like the D milliner of Alabama DBs. You know, hopefully he can be more like Marlon and he needs to put himself into that, that DB room. He needs to be in that film and do whatever he needs to do because they got a tough, tough, tough test week three against Kansas City Chiefs. And Baltimore had Kansas City the last time we played them. Lamar threw the potential game winning touchdown. Eric Weddle and that defense and mainly Eric Weddle, who is no longer with us, gave up a, a fourth down Hail Mary where Patrick Mahomes just kind of chucked the ball and just prayed that someone would catch it. And Tyreek caught it. The Kansas City Chiefs went on to go win that game. But that was that's the only and also that's the only regular season game that Lamar has lost so far. Lamar is eight and one as a starter in regular season games and he should be nine and oh. But hey, things happen. So going on to the AFC North, but before I do that, let me tell you about how amazing DMV Sports Network is. So before we, I continue, it's time to tell you about DMV Sports Network's library podcast. Right now, we have nine active shows, including Half Street, High Heat, team shows for the Ravens, Capitals, Nationals, Wizards, Ravens, Fantasy Fever, dealing with all things fantasy football, a pair of mixed bat shows from It's About Time, DC, and Diamond Thunder, and a debate show, DMV Dispute which is available via live stream on Twitter. All of these shows are available wherever podcasts can be found, so please check these out. And if you like any of these shows, please leave a review or subscribe on all platforms, including Spotify. All right, so now let's move on to the state of the AFC North because it's it's looking like this is the Ravens division to lose. Ravens are 2-0, Browns are 1-1, the Bengals and the Steelers are both 0-2. Now the Bengals Week one looked like they were a tough out because they gave Seattle everything that they can handle, but just ultimately came up short. Now, week two, they got throttled by the 49ers. Now, I don't know if that's just because Jimmy G is back from the injury and the 49ers look better than we anticipated them to look, or the Bengals just laid an egg at home and they just played up to the competition and playing in Seattle. But then again, Seattle also played really tight against Pittsburgh in week two and barely got the win. So is that saying that the Bengals are good or uh, or am I giving too much credit to Seattle? I, I don't know. It's only week two. You don't really get a good idea of what a team can be until about week five, week four, week five. So we'll see going in next week in the next couple of weeks what what the AFC North looks like but as of right now it honestly looks like it's the Ravens division to lose and the one thing that I don't want to see and obviously I'm not going to be at the castle I'm not going to be inside the locker room but if they're the Ravens you know Ravens players are looking around and going man everybody in this division kind of sucks this should be like a walk in the park to win this division I hopefully John Harbaugh isn't letting that 
kind of mentality seep into the locker room. Hopefully the leaders aren't letting that seep into the locker room. Earl Thomas, Lamar. I, it seems like they're so focused on whoever is next. They take care of their opponent and then, okay, we're going to have 24 hours to celebrate. We did our thing on the week two. That's what you That's what you heard all in the press conferences week one. All right, we took care of Miami. We did what I, now we got to do. Now we got to focus on Arizona. And I'm pretty sure they're saying the same thing. Okay, we took care of Arizona. Now we got to focus on Kansas City. We got to go out there. We got to execute. We left We left some points on the board. Lamar even said they say, I left too many points on the board. I missed some passes. And then he went and had a conversation with um, Mark Ingram about the things that he missed on, the things that he can work on. So Lamar is constantly like, I am trying to be perfect. I'm trying to be the best quarterback that ever was. I'm trying to be the leader of this franchise. I'm trying to be the leader of this team. And he's gone on record the same multiple times. What like what Brady is doing in New England, I want that here for Baltimore. I want to, you know, get multiple Super Bowl rings. I want to get multiple championships. He he said over and over and over again, like, I hate losing. I hate losing. I absolutely hate losing. I can't stand it. And as a competitor myself, I feel that. I probably not on the level as Lamar. Otherwise I'd probably be playing professional somewhere, but I hate losing at all, like, in everything, like, no matter, like, what, if I'm playing Madden, if I'm playing 2K, even if I'm playing, like, Beer Pong or something like that, like, I hate losing, like, if there's a competition that says that, hey, I can be better at using something, I want to be better than the person that I'm playing against, and I, I'm, that's what you see with going with Lamar, like, Lamar's just saying, look, by any means that I need to win, I'm gonna win, as long as it's within a rule book, giving him credit, so, like I said, going um talking about the rest of the AFC North, the Browns got throttled by my man Marcus Mariota, the God Oregon Duck Heisman Trophy winner. And since Kyle and Eric are here, I can just brag about Oregon all I want. Beat Stanford on Saturday. Anyway, they got throttled week one by Marcus Mariota and the Tennessee Titans. And it was more of a collapse in the fourth quarter than the Titans just absolutely just dominating throughout the entire game it was kind of a back and forth and then Baker just like lost I don't know what happened if he lost momentum if he just wasn't that like I, I don't know if he just lost focus something happened because he threw three picks in the fourth quarter on back-to-back-to-back drives that happened uh week two like I said the the Bengals got throttled by the San Francisco 49ers and then also the Pittsburgh Steelers lost to the Seattle Seahawks. I don't know what to make of it. Big Ben is gone for the season, like I said earlier. Mason Rudolph. The problem is they don't have anyone behind Mason Rudolph because they traded Josh Dobbs to the Jaguars. So they're going to be searching for a backup quarterback. Who are you going to bring in? I mean, you know, there's this guy named Colin Kaepernick. He's still out there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So maybe they can bring him in. We'll see. I, I honestly hate to see that. Him play for, I hope he can go play for New York. I don't want him playing in the AFC North, but I would love to have Colin have a job because he's better than most of the quarterbacks that are still in the league. The, speaking of the Browns playing, they played the Jets on Monday Night Football. The Jets went in with their backup quarterback, Trevor Simeon, who got hurt, and he's out for the rest of the season with an ankle injury. Now I'm just saying, you know, there's this guy named Colin Kaepernick. He hasn't played in a while. He's pretty good. 
Played in the Super Bowl, pretty good quarterback. I don't know. Maybe you might want to at least bring him in the building for a workout, but that's just me. That's just me. I'm just saying. Anywho, they beat the Jets 23-3, which they should have beaten the Jets, but they didn't look as good as they should have. It was just, it was sloppy. It was a lot of sloppy play, and... A couple of chunk passes to OBJ. The the Browns get out there with the win. The Jets offense just looked absolutely like there was no offense. They looked absolutely horrible. Thank God. I mean, Le'Veon Bell just tried his hardest to, to carry that team on his back. But I fell asleep during like right after halftime. And I was just like, eh, this isn't really worth me watching. I tried to watch just for content for the podcast. But the game was so boring and so sloppy that I had no desire to watch it at all. So we'll see. Ravens are atop at the AFC North at 2-0. and Followed by the Cleveland Browns at 1-1. One and one, And then tied for last place are both the Bengals and the Steelers at 0-2. Ravens played the Kansas City Chiefs week three at Arrowhead. Hopefully they can go and get that out the way and get that W. The Bengals played the Bills in Buffalo next week. And then the Steelers played the 49ers on the road next week. So those are going to be some interesting games. But the most intriguing ones are the Ravens at Kansas City, obviously because it's the Ravens podcast. Obviously I'm going to hype up the Ravens. And then the Browns on Sunday Night Football, and I'm actually going to be tuning into that. I didn't realize that. They played the Rams in primetime. Back-to-back primetime games. Man, they've really been hyping up the Browns this year. Anywho, so moving on to the next topic. This is going to be something fun that I want to do. This is my version of Donkey of the Day and the you congratulations you played yourself. So it's called my You Should Have Stayed in the Locker Room. This is given out to players, and I, mean, I was going to stick to the Ravens, but anyone could come catch this now. But we're going to give one out to the, the Ravens and whoever they play against, and then I'm going to give out my NFL. You should have stayed in the locker room. So the Ravens-Cardinals game, you should have stayed in the locker room, goes to, unfortunately, Anthony Averett for just absolutely getting burnt and picked apart on in the game against the Cardinals. Every time I looked up, and I saw a huge pass play completed. You were the, the, the DB in the vicinity. And it, it was just really tough to see. You know, my name is Anthony. I don't want to see another Anthony. I want to see all Anthony's prosper out there. And then the NFL, you should have stayed in the locker room, goes to Cam Newton for that Big Mama's House outfit that he wore against, <laughs> against the Buccaneers. I don't know what dude was thinking when he wore that. Both of y'all should have stayed in the locker room. And that is going to complete my show for today. Hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, subscribe to us wherever podcasts are available. Maybe even leave a review on iTunes as that will help grow in the charts and reach more people. You can follow me on Twitter at A Barkley, A-Y-E-E-B-A-R-K-L-E-Y. Don't forget to check out dmvsportsnetwork.com and follow them on Instagram and Twitter at dmv underscore sn. And if you want to join the squad, join the team, connect them via Twitter, the website, or shoot them an email at dmvsportsnetwork at outlook.com. Thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next week.